Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. This next act uh, asked me to read this. Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, and Molly Hatchet could not be here tonight, but they all had sex and are proud to announce the birth of their two-headed baby, John and Lance. You found the trench. Get in the trench. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Welcome back. I'm going to send you Mark DeRosa talking about Jose Altuve. It is really good stuff. It was yesterday on, uh, I'm going to direct message you, Del. Uh, it was uh, yesterday on the uh, Major League Network, and we'll play that for you guys. It's it's really, really good. I've sent it. Uh, really, really. Mark DeRosa loves him some Jose Altuve, and the points that he makes are fantastic. Just fantastic. Let's talk a little NFL right now. First, got to get your mans, Del. Stephen A. Smith is reporting. Stephen A. Smith. <clears throat> Stephen A. Smith says that Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. Stephen A. He says Stefan Diggs has got to be there, but he would prefer to be gone because he's lost the level of belief in the Buffalo Bills. He's not going to force his way out. He knows he's got to be there and got to perform, but he ain't feeling the Buffalo Bills the way he once did because he feels there's a window of opportunity that they may have missed out on. Stefan Diggs says, Hunter, not true. I don't know who the source is, but I thought I nipped this ship in the bud already. Rocking with my dogs, Bill's Mafia, through and through. Nah, I'm believing Stephen A. Smith on this one. Yeah, probably. Actions speak louder than words. That's just a CYA before the season starts. Bill's me throws out Bill's Mafia there. Stephen A. Smith's not getting that out of nowhere. He's getting it from somewhere. And the the behavior of Stephon Diggs tells you that that might be true. It wouldn't make a lot of sense, though. They've got a window a window of opportunity open. Having Dalton Kincaid there, the rookie out of Utah. Wait until you guys see see him if you have. Well, I saw the preseason. Him, he's really good. He doesn't drop anything. Yeah. He is a this, this tight end class. I called it the best I had ever seen since I've been doing this. This tight end class, Luke Musgrave with with Green Bay, who I was higher on than everyone else, uh, even though he played two games last year. Sam Laporta, who I'm not very high on, but other people seem to like him. Michael Mayer is solid. Uh, Dalton Kincaid's a great pass catcher. This is going to be one of the most impactful tight end classes. Darnell Washington's Darnell already Washington. making plays. Oh, man, they yeah. love him. Yeah. Do you know how much Darnell Washington weighs right now? Probably 285. Higher. Oh, no way. He's a big dude. Like 289. 289. He could potentially, in the future, become a tackle. I'm not joking when I say that. Or His, he could be a 300-pound tight, tight end. end. Yeah. You know who else used to be a 300-pound tight end? Jason Peters. And he became a Hall of Fame left tackle. Yeah. Now, Darnell's got a ways to go. But Darnell, Darnell last year, when he was 275, he was 8% body fat. That's insane. Yeah. That's unheard of. He can carry 300 pounds easily. I don't know how he's going to get out in routes, and, and but he's got good ball skills, and he is going to end up being a really good blocker because he's just so physical and strong. But um, back to the point about the the Bills, I think the window's still open. I think that's stupid to think like that, if he indeed thinks like that. You've got, I, I mean, all jokes aside, 
the Dolphins have definitely have a chance if Tua can stay healthy and consistent. I think the the weapons around him can make and the and the play caller can make Tua a a quarterback who can play at his best level. I I think you have to have this kind of stuff around Tua, and but he does have it. Then you look at the but 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 at the same time, he's you do have to worry about his his health. I think it's the the Death Star has been completely annihilated over there with New England. I don't think I think they can get back on track defensively. I just think they're too far away from where it needs to be. And then the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, he even said yesterday his plan is to play two years and then hand it back over to Zach Wilson. So this might even be a short term Aaron Rodgers thing anyway. The Bills the Bills have a chance to have a long window of opportunity. Yeah, right now. It, not if he's disgruntled and wants out, though. We'll see. Just, well, I, I, can I, he listen, be happy anywhere? If I was a betting man, I would say this is Stefan Diggs last year. Can he be happy anywhere? Where did he come from? Do you remember? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, where lots of receivers, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, yeah. like he came from Minnesota. He wasn't happy in Minnesota. He's in Buffalo. Now he's not happy yeah. in Buffalo. I got news for you. He's probably not going to be happy wherever he goes. Yeah. Some of it is, I don't know that it's financially necessarily. I just think he he's very competitive and just, I think he's probably a glass half empty guy. It's getting a little T.O.-ish. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where he's, you know, he had the, the issue with Josh Allen in the postseason game where he's throwing his arms up, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. Hey, he's very, you're right. He's confident. He wants the ball. He wants to make plays. And if he ain't, then, then he wants out. He sees, he sees the writing on the wall for those bills. What? The window is closed for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> He sees it. <laughs> Dolphin boy. He sees it. Dolphin boy Dolphin says the window's closed. Dolphin man. Uh, Dolphin man. He, he sees it. That's why when he when they lost to the Bengals in the way they did, he goes, okay, we're done for. You get rid of Leslie Frazier. You have your backup DC, OC, you, who was your quarterback coach, and Ken Dorsey. The brain drain is happening in Buffalo. Get on. He is jumping off the bandwagon at the right time. You should too, John. Josh, Josh Allen's dating a Hollywood celebrity now. It's over for the Bills. Yep, it's over. It's that, that's the death knell right there. Only Tom Brady can handle that. Um, and then there is Josh Jacobs. Uh, apparently, according to a report, it said that Josh Jacobs ending his holdout and reporting to the team before its season opener against the Denver Broncos. Yeah. So Okay, so let's do the rundown here. Is Josh Jacobs happy with his team? No. Is Austin Eckler happy happy with no. his team? Is um, Saquon Barkley happy with no. his team? Jonathan Taylor. No. Jonathan Taylor, once again, it came out that he is requesting a trade. His uh, his agent, who, by the way, is big in MMA too, Malky. So the Colts said, okay, look for a trade. That's fine. Go search around. You can do the heavy lifting on this one, but the Colts are going to want a lot in return. And so unless Jonathan Taylor can find a team that's willing or his agent can find a team that's willing to pay him because the only team that's going to trade what the Colts want, basically they have to, I mean, they're giving him a contract at the same time. That's basically what you're doing. So you're going to have to give him a contract of, I would imagine, 12 and a half per year or more is what he's going to want. It's going to have to be probably four years with a minimum of three of them guaranteed. And then you're going to have to deal, you know, probably multiple, a first round pick or maybe multiple second round picks. This is the Colts are going to ask for a lot and no one's going to want to pay it. And he's going to still be a Colt. That's what's going to happen. And then we have to play the game of when did the injury start? When did the fake injury start? And if you're the Colts, you have to press him 
on that, and you have to try to get out of paying him because you can't let – this is really more than just for the Colts. I'm sure that general managers and owners around the league are watching the Colts stuff very closely to see how what happens because what they don't want to happen is what's happened in basketball. A lot of people call it player empowerment. I just call it circumventing the collectively bargained agreement that they have. And I understand the frustration of running backs. I really do. I just don't think there's anything that can be done about it. You're in a weird spot where nowhere else in any sport are you at your best in your first five years and then you go down. Like, I don't know where that exists. It doesn't even exist in your own sport typically, except at your position, which is a heavily trafficked position. And I, you know, in, in 2030, the new collective bargaining agreement comes up. You can try to do things differently, but it would have to be a carve out to make running backs happy. That's all it'd be because it's not going to look like any other contract that's out there. You're never going to make middle linebackers aren't throwing fits. You're never going to make as, and they actually play more snaps than a running back. What what is the the holdup for the Colts? I know the contract demand is one thing. Do they actually want to pay him? Anything? Not 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 before they need to. They so, want to see him again. So they want to pay. So they want to see him go through another year and then pay him in, in undra- in under. They want to see, they want to pay. So what? The, here's the deal. What do they want? To well, pay? Here's what they want. They want to see him play well on third downs. They want to see him block and pass protection and play better in terms of in the passing game. And if he does that and he runs better, they understand he was hurt. Passing then they, game. Then they will what, give what, him Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Passing game. Uh, what did I say, Anthony? No. I didn't say that. No, no you said I mean, what, what passing game are they going to have? What passing game are they going to have? What's he going to oh, do in the passing game? So he's going to run. He's going to swing out, and Anthony Richardson's going to look and then run. Oh, well, typically, I think <laughs> what they really want to see him do is is play better against the blitz yeah. and handle. They want him to be a third down back, be a three down back, because the only way you're getting that money is if you can play all three downs. So, so they want you him, can't get twelve and a half million. So a year. they want him to prove 14. this. They want him to prove this this year, and he's still going to leave, right? They've already pissed him off, so he's going to leave. Well, no, not if they give him a new contract. You think at this point they they could still keep him if if he went through the year without a new deal, prove whatever they want to prove. They want him proving to them he would still stay. Yeah, but they could franchise him, couldn't they? Can you franchise? If he's I, not- yeah, you yeah. can. You can. I thought you couldn't franchise non-first rounders, but I think you can actually. I mean, that's their fourth year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Josh Jacobs was offered twelve allegedly, and he's turned that down. Uh-huh. Josh Jacobs said, "Where's the story that I'm coming in? I ain't well, coming so in." So Christian McCaffrey, if you think he's going to lose five hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars a game. Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey is makes what fourteen? I think. If you really think about it, yeah. realistically, Josh well, Jacobs is Josh Jacobs is worth twelve to fourteen yeah, yeah. because Josh Jacobs is less injury prone than Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be younger than Christian McCaffrey, um, and he was unbelievable last year. Yeah, he was I mean, I, I could see fighting for that, and I could see the Raiders doing that. They don't; have, they're not going to have an expensive co- quarterback. I mean, they may end up going with Aiden O'Connell at some point this year, who's a fourth round pick. If you wanted to pay Christian McCaffrey, you actually could. You could. Maybe say, okay, we'll give you a four-year deal, $13 million per. It's just nobody believes, like, do the Colts and do the if – I'm, if I'm the Chargers, it's a weird situation with Austin Eckler because he's so valuable but not really as a running back. He's just more like Alvin Kamara valuable when Alvin's not kicking people in the face at, at, at casinos. You have uh, – he, he's a rare matchup problem out of the backfield – and he's a good runner, 
but he's not a dominant runner. I mean, the the most the two best, most complete backs in football right now are Josh Jacobs and probably Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Right? Najee Harris has not proven he can be uh, a consistent runner yet. I think a lot of that's on the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. But at one point it was looking like Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Taylor just two years ago was great. I think if he came back in the offensive line blocks again, he could end up being great again this year. Um, we're just remembering a guy who hurt his ankle early in the year and never really made it back. And their line was very highly disappointing. Our guy is probably – now, honestly, by the end of this year, we're pro- I think there's a good chance we're seeing B. John Robinson's the best running back in football. Early. Really? Man. Bijan had a run. His first run yeah. as a Falcon was show you everything yep. that he can do, and it's not many backs can do that. I can't stuff. wait for him to be really good, and, and three years from now, people are yelling about not paying him. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. the same situation. For, the same. Hey, listen, he's getting first-round money, which is better than yeah. you know a lot of these guys are, are, are working on third and fourth. What, first. About buy, what about the concept of buying out the last two years of his contract, giving him an extension, where you where he ends up getting paid more up front, but you get to keep him for seven years yeah. and make him happier like that. Right, right. Those last, yeah, yeah. And they like would a be, baseball concept. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what we do. With, we did with Bregman. We did with uh, uh, Jordan. We did with Altuve. I mean, that's 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 a good way to go about it. Then you get seven years, and then you let him go. And it's less likely that that thing's going to escalate, and guys will be, you know, quarterbacks and wide receivers could be upset with their contracts by the time they get there. Running backs, I got news for you. That thing ain't moving up a whole lot. All right, when we come back, we'll hear Mark DeRosa on Jose Altuve and uh, a Hall of Fame career that Jose Altuve is having. We'll do that on the other side. But right now, we're doing uh, a little kinetics. QC Kinetics, the company that is big into the all-natural biological therapies. And when I say therapy, it's regenerative medicine is what it is. It regenerates and restores damaged tissue. When you have a deterioration in the joint, the tissue is damaged or it even degenerates completely, um, that's where the pain starts coming in. That's where the inflammation comes in. What QC Kinetics does, instead of giving you a shot like those steroid shots that reduce inflammation uh, temporarily, instead of the pain medicine that you have to take or the surgeries that require the downtime from work, QC Kinetics says, do you know that we can work with you and really reduce that level of pain in your joints on most occasions? You can go look online at the success rates. My wife has experienced success in that same area with her knee issue. You can see the reviews for yourself. QC Kinetics works. It's a, it's a, it's a, a process that is going to reduce inflammation, reduce the pain, and allow you to have the mobility and get back to where you need to go. It's qckinetics.com. Four locations around the Houston area, 713-913-5285. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. Toss a coin to your witcher. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, 819 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. The number... Yeah, Maldonado, did you see his last at-bat or his at-bat in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning? Apparently, the Red Sox, Red Sox catcher, he was PO'd about taking strike three or he was PO'd about the location or the framing of the pitch or whatever the case may be, whatever the, the – 
Maldonado had such an earful for him when he went up to the plate as the first batter of the next inning that he got his first strike called. It was uh, he had a pitch clock violation because he kept talking to the catcher, I and saw, Maldonado didn't care. That's why I wanted to see what happened because I saw the. Uh, you know, I watched. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, I must have been petting splits or something because I saw the strikeout, but I didn't see where he got into it with the catcher, yeah. and I didn't see the pitch clock violation. Um, so I didn't. I didn't see Reese what McGuire happened is their catcher, uh-huh. and he took strike three. And whether or not I don't know what he said to the umpire or to the or both of them or. But Maldonado had a bunch for him when he was first up, when he let off the next inning. So, and that was interesting. Maldonado just didn't care. He took he took that strike, and you know because he got an automatic strike on on on, on the pitch clock violation. Then he swung, and then he took strike three, and he just walked back to the dugout, just looked back, and and, and didn't say anything. But he had an earful. He did not like how, and you know that's a, just a, a veteran teaching a young guy, I guess. He did not like McGuire's act at all at the plate, whatever whatever McGuire did. But Maldonado, eh, he was probably going to strike out anyway, right? I mean, uh, so he gave away you know, a strike. Oh, he gave, he, oh may, uh, Maldonado, it's going to take a, a half a point off his batting average. <laughs> no. The deck chair off the Queen Mary. Um, That's why what he did, what he did, like Maldonado would have actually fit in great with every era of Astros baseball. He's one of the few guys, if you think he's, about it, because he's got some old school in him too yeah. that would have fit in with all the little crankies, like you know, uh, I, I'm not, I, I shouldn't like Biggio. Yeah, he's got some Biggio and, and Berkman play the to game him the right also. Way. Yeah, Jeff can't play the game yeah. the right way. So, um, so everybody was talking. Oh, players only meeting. Players only meeting never works. Players only meeting. Oh, guess who won last night? The players. Players only players meeting won. guys. Guess who had somebody said? A I said the coin is spoken, and somebody said "f your coin" when it was three to nothing. But guess what? The coin, the has, coin spoken. has spoken. Yeah, the Astros will win this year. The Astros won yesterday. The coin, again. the coin. Now the coin. It is true. You're supposed to use the coin to decide on what you're going to do. Not it's not if, a magic eight ball, right? So right. I'm like, will Christian right. Javier have an almost quality start? It doesn't work like that. So I, I tried to use it like that. The coin is really, and I told Mason, I showed him the Coin Boys mm-hmm. video. He thought it was hilarious, and he said, uh, "Why did you he, show them that? You don't show your kids that because well, they'll, they'll become, become Coin. They'll boys. become Coin Boys. I know, yeah. uh, especially Sebastian. I won't show Sebastian, but I did show Mason, and I said, I'm going to make. He goes, you're going to make decisions. That's not. That's dumb. You're making a decision off of like a TikTok video." I said, that's not what this is, Mason. I'm making decisions based on a coin. He goes, yeah, but you can't make decisions based on a coin. I said, oh, I can, and I will. Oh, watch. Oh, you. The coin has spoken. Yeah, when the coin has spoken. spoken. Uh, All right, Jose Altuve. I don't know if you guys are are even. He was one for six yesterday, and this month, his OPS is over 1,000, slugging over five is 547, on base 471. He's hitting 400 this month. He hit 300 last month with a 967 OPS. Jose Altuve is on fire, and we don't just give him enough love. For whatever reason, on the MLB Network, they got they got to talk about a, a lot of stuff. But Mark DeRosa broke down Jose Altuve. Here is Mark DeRosa giving a lot of love to our guy. 
You think he's there now? I think he is. I think when I think of the greatest second basemen of all time, I think he's on the short list. I don't think you're wrong, but I want to show you something. Can I show okay. you something? I was, uh, there's a backlog of second basemen with immense talent. Lou Whitaker. Now, Lou Whitaker was a very good player for 15 years. Not great Kinsler. Right. Ian Kinsler, Dustin Pedroia, Jeff Kent just went did his 10 years. Did not, you know, come close. Okay. Uh, and these, this is the war leaders. This is the war leaders overall, and Altuve's at 47. So I'm saying... Willie Randolph was an excellent player. Bobby Gooch was an excellent player. Pedroia was a flat-out winner. Yeah. So you tell me why Altuve is different from those guys. This is, this is where the war thing gets me skewed. Well, he's not done. I, Altuve's listen, not done. Jeff right. Kent should be in. Okay. He, he has the most homers at his position. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you can't. And I grew up in the Northeast, and this is no disrespect to Willie Randolph. Oh, I like you the disrespect even, You can't yeah. even yeah. put them in the same stratosphere of players. Did you? No. No. Oh, who? Willie Randolph and Jose Altuve. Oh no, you're you're underselling Even Ian Randolph. Kinsler. Oh. I Ian Kinsler. I love Ian Kinsler. He's not. He was a, a bigger Altuve. impact player. Willie Randolph had like a 400 on base when nobody had. a I know he on was base. the one taking that three-one heater. <laughs> I watched it. He was known for his eye. I was him in wiffle ball. <laughs> I've been there, done that, I went down that. I know you He's even not asked... Altuve. Biggio is not Altuve in my opinion. I we looked got up a board eight, for that, I looked, Micah. Oh, you, we Come have on. dueling boards. Go ahead, give me your dueling give board. Give me my board. showdown got board. It's a war. All right, war fifty six. This is through age thirty three. OPS plus is very close, but Altuve is right there. Biggio, though, was a look at the homers in the postseason. By the way, look at the moments Altuve yeah. on a team of stars. He, he's, he's also the one a, that's shown brightest. He's in brightest. an era with three tiers of playoffs every year. Biggio barely played eleven games. Come on. Admittedly, he wasn't Lou Gehrig in the playoffs, but he's not. Biggio's there. coming to the plate, or Jose Altuve's coming to the plate in the ninth inning. I don't know, because you'll get hit by a pitch. For in those years, 23 <laughs> to 32, I have Altuve at 4.2 war, Biggio averaging 5.1. Biggio was a complete player. Altuve hit for more power. His peak is up there. By the way, I agree with you. I think okay. Fred, Freddie Freeman and Altuve are in now. No, you're right. I'm just push, I'm a, you know, pushing back. Thank Mark. The, uh, Willie Randolph versus it, it, Altuve. It's a ridiculous argument. You, you immediately, well, I don't want to say you lost credibility. But that is just your. That's a devil's advocate. You're just you're trying. That's a personal thing where he just speaks to Brian Kenny's childhood because there's no yeah. way those two are similar. And obviously, I think you can compare Biggio and Altuve, second baseman for the same organization, played in the same park. But the bottom line is Altuve is better than Biggio, and the and the, what swings it is the postseason. Postseason, it truly is the big moments. You know, making comments like "Oh, Pedroia was a winner." Does uh, Pedroia was a winner, and 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 uh, you know these were both very good players. They were excellent players. The players he was mentioning, Jeff Kent, probably is borderline Hall of Fame. Jose Altuve is a no-brainer. The postseason, the excellence, the numbers, right? Jose Altuve beat. Willie Mays to 2,000 hits, 200 stolen bases, 200 home runs. That alone, beating Willie Mays there, is unbelievable. This so in the postseason, Jose Altuve has played 92 games. Craig Biggio played 40 games. Craig Biggio had two home runs, 11 RBIs. He hit 234 with a 618 OPS. Jose Altuve has played in 92 games. He hit 271 with an 844 OPS. He has 23 home, home runs run. and 49 RBIs. All-time leader. It's unbelievable. I mean, 23 home runs in the postseason. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate tiebreaker for any arguments. 
for any arguments, it's the ultimate tiebreaker. Is look how often this guy came up big in clutch situations. It's unbelievable. 844 OPS, 344 on base, 500 slugging. Uh, it, he's he's fantastic. He 69 strikeouts to 41 walks. A fantastic ratio. Fantastic ratio, especially in the postseason with the pitchers that you're facing. The, the what I was I was there in the locker room for uh, most of those uh, most of those playoffs that the Astros are in in the late 90s and early 2000s, and to a man. Whenever it was talked about, they're all we were. They're all like, "Well, in the postseason, it's different. The pitching is different. The reason that those postseason teams are there is because of their pitching, and that you're facing the best, and so it's a lot harder to hit." It was like giving Not in. Not for Altuve. No, it was like giving in. It, the, yeah. the excuse was pre-made. Like, well, you can't be excuse. Those excuses aren't made by these Astros teams. Yeah, these as this version of Astros, they don't make the, they don't have those ready-made excuses like, well, they get paid too. Yeah, right. The other guys get you paid tip your too. Cap. They, you sometimes you just tip your cap. Yeah, no, there was none of that. Well, we faced Glavin and Smoltz. And, okay, I, I get it. No, 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 no. They were very difficult. It was hard. Baseball was hard. I get all of that. Jose Altuve is in another world postseason-wise from most major league players ever, if you want to know the truth. I mean, obviously, guys have played well in the postseason and whatnot. But Jose Altuve has done it in the regular season. This guy, and he has been, DeRosa made it, there was another thing piece that DeRosa was talking about. He goes, he has been the number one guy on the number one team. This team makes the postseason and is in the ALCS every year, and he's their best player every single year. So there, there is something to it. We are watching greatness, and I don't think we appreciate it enough. So it's great to I see. I feel like I do. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I sleep. Well, I don't on. think we talk about them enough. I don't, you know, we don't. We really don't. We don't well, give them enough love. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot. We also focus on the team a, a, a tremendous right. amount of games, so it's, it's maybe a little bit different. Jason says this. Altuve had more home runs in one playoff game against the Red Sox than Biggio had his entire career in the playoffs. <laughs> It's yeah, true. That's true. Three to two. It is true. Now, nothing against Craig Biggio and what he's no. done. This the, the, Jose Altuve. He's the greatest Astro. He's Mr. Astro. 2,000 hits right now. Is he a Hall of Famer right now? Yeah, because he'd have to go. Because the only way he doesn't keep playing is through it, some debilitating injury, and he would get in. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it, it might be. It might take a second round. But, yes, he would be. Well, I know v- v- voters are going to hold it against them. The 2,200-200 thing. The Willie Mays numbers, the 2,000 hits, the home run stolen base, that's such a big deal in baseball where you find statistical indicators where only a certain elite yeah. few are there. That's such a big deal, and, and Altuve's there. And he plays in a generation that is analytics-driven where you don't typically steal as much, but he's still running. The guy's 33, and he's still running right now. I mean, he's still stealing bases. Is this ser- – okay, when we come back, is this series against the Red Are the Red Sox a bigger rival – than the Yankees. We'll talk about it on the other side, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now, though, uh, we are talking about Craig DeSurf. Yeah, Craig DeSurf, he's a, you know, that's, he is the op for certain dealerships out there because they, they realize, man, this guy, we gotta, we gotta find a way to get rid of him. He's just ruining everything. He's offering low prices off the bat. His trading values are too high for us to compete with. He'll, he'll go to other, locations to get the vehicles that that you know this this company that the the customer wants like he's making things too hard on us the customer service index is sky high this is your chance this is your opportunity 
to shop with a company that does it better than anyone else, and that's good friends over at Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. Right now, get 90 days no payments with great APR finance rates. Like point nine, they've got a zero on one of them for well-qualified buyers for pickup trucks like the uh, GMC Sierra pickup truck and the Chevy Silverado. So you've got the great prices, the great finance rates, and no payments for 90 days. And then customer service index winners year after year after year. Yes, they're in Angleton. It's a short trip down the road. And when you get there, you're going to find that those extra miles were extra thousands in savings. It's Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. Shop online at LandSeaCars.com. Studios. It's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. TJ wants to get in here and talk about Jonathan Taylor before we get to uh, that story. Let's get TJ in here. Hey, TJ. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing, man? I got a quick question. If I'm an owner and I don't want a position player and I'm not in a position to win the championship. If I'm not want to pay him, just trade him. And I know you want the farm, but nobody's going to give you the farm when they know he's disgruntled and don't want to be there. And you got a young team. You don't need the distraction. You're not one running back away from going to the Super Bowl. You've invented seven quarterbacks. You really been you causing your own demise. I mean, he's not going to make a difference between you winning the Super Bowl or not. And, if somebody else want to pay him, let him go ahead. Get what you're going to get and get out of it. I mean, sometimes doing business is, is just doing business, and that's good business. And other players are looking at how you treat the quote-unquote star players. So that's why I just want to hang up and get you guys to listen on that. Thank you. Uh, he had a squeaky wheel. We got to do something about that. Squeaky. Or maybe something was going in reverse. Yeah, I think it may have been a reverse. No, that's that's <clears> – <throat> That was that he was. had a. This was intermittent. There was something going on there. It's a, it's it seemed like a squeaky wheel. I just fundamentally disagree with that. You just literally drafted a, a an inexperienced quarterback with the fourth pick of the draft. You need a good running game to help out the young quarterback who hasn't played a lot of football, who is learning how to read defenses. You're built on the run. You spend a bunch of money on your offensive line, a bunch of draft picks because you believe in a philosophy of run first. Why would you not? Why would you just give away a running back? You were one game away from making the playoffs just year before last with not very good quarterback play from Carson Wentz, and you're not in a very good division. I just, I just can't agree, TJ. Nobody goes into – no one go, this isn't baseball where people go into it knowing they're going to suck. Like in, uh, football, in this city? Well, I'm talking about the Colts. The Colts were a team that lost a game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville was the worst team in football – Year before last, and last year they're in the playoffs. Well, I don't think you said give them away. You said get what you're going to get. And is it, I, I but they know, are but they are willing to trade them, right? It's not like they're not willing to trade them. Yeah, but you got to. But you don't just say we're giving them away. We're just giving them away for whatever's out there. Like, yeah, if I think they'd be willing to trade them if the right deal was offered. So offer the right deal. If you're his agent, if Malky really wants to go, you must convince because they get him for five years. Well, they get him for four years. This is the fourth year. So they're not going to just give away Jonathan Taylor for less than market value because and players. Well, what's it's market not like, value? Uh, well, I don't know. 
That's what I'm saying. He's not coming off of a very good year. Jonathan Taylor didn't really come off a great year. So market value, I don't know. It, I'm not sure what market value is going to mean for another team. But one thing that you don't do is you don't just trade a really good football player for whatever you can get because the argument's that you're just worried that you're showing – what are you showing players? You're showing players that you want them to live up to the contract. And if you let – if you just – give away a running back below market value because he said he wants to leave because you don't think you can win a Super Bowl. That's not how it works. I mean, the the, the fan base who's paying for season tickets, they want as competitive a, uh, a competitive a team as possible. And Jonathan Taylor helps to provide that. And they already have a lot of excitement over there over Anthony Richardson. That'll dissipate. So, I mean, if this were if, – if he were on a second contract, I could see it. But not on a first contract. So what's the timeline? He wanted to be a Colt. He just wanted them to pay him. They had reservations because of issues, whether it be injuries or some of the things they think yeah. are holes in his game. He didn't appreciate those those uh, comments or their unwillingness to pay him what he thought was his value. And now we're here. Is that how? Is that yeah, the timeline? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's where. I don't think it's a personality thing or anything like that. I think he wants his money now, or he wants. I think he's probably a little nervous after last year, and wants to get a max dollar extended contract now because he's not coming off of a very good year um and he's got a rookie quarterback you know i i think that's really more of what it is and the colts want him to play out the contract and then they'll take a look at it um frankly if you play out the contract you can you know you can see what i mean i i don't think the colts would i personally don't think the colts would franchise him unless he had a really good year but even then, I think they would be more than likely. Well, he'd run into the same problem that Saquon Barkley has, the same problem that Josh Jacobs has. He's going to run into the same issue. Teams don't want to give more than a two, maybe a three-year contract now. Maybe a three-year contract to a running back. But they just don't love doing it. They just don't love doing it. And, you know, I think I think the running backs may need to start playing this like Kirk Cousins initially did, where you say, okay, I want to take the max amount I can get for two years, fully guaranteed, and then we'll move on to the contract after that. And you may have to go with the, you know, your your career, it may look more like Jadavion Clowney where you're getting one-year deals, but you keep playing in the league, keep playing in the league, keep playing in the league. You're not going to get wide receiver deals that are going to be long-lasting, big dollar, fully guaranteed. Quarterbacks and wide receivers are taking your money. That's just That's the bottom line is, Quarterbacks and, and wide receivers are taking what used to be running back money now. It's being shifted over to those two positions. So if you've got an issue, you're going to have to take it up with QBs and, and wide receivers and say, hey, why don't you all take a little less and leave a little for the running back? Because there's only a certain amount, amount they can spend, and they've shifted running back growth in the contract over to quarterbacks and wide receivers because they've taken off. The growth of the contracts is so substantial. It's gone on such an upward plane so quickly that running backs now, their money has been shifted over there, and, and I don't think it's going to change for them. Let's You're say, just going to have a bunch of pissed-off running backs probably until 2030. Let's say Jonathan Taylor played this year, and they came to some agreement, not him, but you know they had that running back summit over Zoom, and all the running backs said, hey, we understand we're not going to get these long-term deals, but we, would, but we think we can get two-year big payments in those years. Would, would teams even do that? Would, it, would the Colts even go, you know, we're going to give you two years, $28 million. Would they I th- even do I, that? I think they I think they would consider that. Fully guaranteed? 
Um, probably not fully. Well, probably then, about seventy five percent. Yeah, then I guess we're still having we're yeah. still having these issues. It's still going to be the same issues. I mean, if you gave them a three year deal and two years fully guaranteed, maybe they might consider that. I think that's the best they're going to be able to hope for. And fundamentally, Kirby Wilson's the first one, a running back coach, brought this up to me. We we're talking about how bad second contracts were. This is like three years ago. He said the prime is the first six years. He said if you could find a way to pay a running back a little bit early. He said, but not have to pay them later. That's probably what's going to be best. And that's what made me think of what baseball does uh, is buying out the contract. If you can buy out the last year or two years of that contract by getting some early money with an extension and extending that contract by two or three years, then that might make everyone happy. Then you're dealing with maybe seven-year contracts. Uh, And realistically, I think running backs are just going to have to change. They're never going to look like NBA players. Quarterbacks will look like NBA players, but but running backs are never going to get NBA contracts. Wide receivers are going to, but running backs are never going to. It's not going to change. The position is not going to change. The amount of failure at the position is not going to change. The amount of success for below average, like for fourth round. Damian Pierce is a great example of, of how this is never going to work for running backs. Pierce was a baller. Pierce might be a top three running back in the league by the end of his third year in the league. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but Pierce is legitimately going to be a top 10 running back this year. Let's draft in the fourth round. You know, that's just how it works. A, a, Arian Foster was incredible, undrafted. 844 ES- sixth round. 844 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now, we got underdog fantasy that we can figure out with this football season, right? Yeah, underdog fantasy is, they're great. I've, I've used underdog fantasy for, this is going to be, I believe the third year in a row, maybe the fourth year in a row. And um, one of the reasons that I think they're so good is that underdog fantasy is able to give you the ability to play today or play over the course of a season. So you have season-long um, fantasy leagues that go on, or you have the daily fantasy league, so that's obviously awesome. You also have the highs and the lows, the pick'em contest that they have. And the pick'em t- contest is great because with the pick'em contest, you are able to – well, it's not even a contest, really. You're able to pick a certain amount of players to go higher or lower on their on the statistical front of whatever the the stats may be and if you hit it right you win big uh you win multipliers so you know pick three right they've also got uh insurance which i hadn't seen this before where i can decide you know i feel really good about these three not as good about the fourth one i'm going to turn on my insurance my payout's a little less but if i hit three out of four i'm going to be a winner they're even doing that as well this is one of the coolest front end um experiences you're going to have it flows easily but the gameplay is really phenomenal you can build your dream team today use lance as your promo code go to the mobile app or the website underdogfantasy.com sign up with the promo code lance and they're going to match up to a hundred dollars of your first bonus now you must or first uh, deposit you must be 18 or over or present in the state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play you can call 800 gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org but this is a great chance for you to start the fantasy football season up right today start today get in those season long uh the season long tournaments today and enjoy fantasy sports the way it's supposed to be enjoyed with underdog fantasy free agency is for everyone start advertising yourself for 25 cents a day on selflist.com 
Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. We've been talking a lot about the upcoming football season, whether it be with guys getting traded or college football being a couple days away. Well, we have a giveaway. And with all giveaways, remember... There is a time to call in. Do not call in immediately. But we're giving away tickets to the University of Houston as they take on UTSA. If you remember last year, that game went to overtime. A remarkable game that the Cougars found a way to win. Well, it's their first game in their inaugural Big 12 season. Caller 10 at 9 o'clock to 713-780-3776. Wins a pair of tickets to the University of Houston game on Saturday, September 2nd. You can also get a family four-pack, four tickets, four hot dogs and chips, and four sodas for just $60. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS to get your tickets today. Tickets also start at just $20. But from us, a pair of tickets for free at 9 o'clock, 713-780-3776. The Cougs versus the Roadrunners. All right, welcome back. ESPN. 97.5 97.5 and 92.5. So somebody put out there, the Red Sox might be a better uh, rivalry than the uh, Yankees for the Astros. <clears throat> nah. I mean, you, uh, well, you here's the difference. Them. The Red Sox beat you when they cheated in 2018. In 18, yeah, but the Yankees, no. Yankees, the fans, name a fan who gets more hype for a no, it's the best. Well, the Yankees don't get too hyped for it. So you beat the Yankees in 2015 in the wild card game. You beat them in 2017 when you you cheated and, and beat them, and they couldn't. They scored one run here, remember? <laughs> the oh, yeah. LCS, yeah. yeah. They, they won there, though. They won there, but they couldn't win here. They scored right. a total of three runs in the four games here. Right. Three but runs in four we games. We didn't score over there either. They whipped us pretty yeah, good, right, if I yeah, correctly. Yeah, they did. 19, you had the Araldis Chapman home run against uh, Jose way, Altuve. Araldis Chapman did us another favor last night. I saw. Yeah. Araldis Chapman gives it up in the ninth inning, blows the save. Oh, how about him and Will Smith? How about that? You want to talk about a connection with the Astros last night. The Rangers lost in extra innings. Will Smith blew a two-run lead in extra innings, former Astro. Right. And... And Araldis Chapman gave it up and blew the save in the ninth. It's a totally sweet night for the Astros and former. No, I don't. I don't. The Red Sox are not the same. I mean, Red Sox fans, the Red Sox, Yankees fans fear the Astros. Yeah. And rightfully so. Um, we are we are the Death Star to them. Um, we love beating the Yankees much more than the Red Sox. Like, the Red Sox are not the same level. We. I don't even remember. I don't even know memorable. I've got memorable oh, Yankees, I do. Yankees games. Oh, well, Red Sox. Fromber's on the mound. Strike him out. Throw him out at second base. Maldonado yeah. threw him out and ended, I believe, the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. It was huge. The yeah, place was erupted. That was great. Do you remember the home run in the Garrett Cole game before the All-Star break with Jose Altuve? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a big one. That's a regular well, season game. Well, do you remember game. the you Bregman remember? home run off Chris Sale in the postseason yeah. in 17? <laughs> well, that was... Yeah. I, that was somebody railing. else's home that run. That was somebody else's home yeah. run. Yeah. But, yeah, I, re- I remember that. Yeah. But, I mean, I've got just Jose Altuve's I can throw at you uh, about the Yankees. Yeah. I remember... You know the Yankees are the serious people. Get all excited. You remember the whole, remember the no hitter against the Yankees? Yeah. Um, I mean, old. which one? 
the multi-pitcher home run against the Yankees. Which Astro no-hitter was that against the Yankees? Well, you had the pitches? Billy Wagner. Yeah, I don't even want to go to, to that one because they were National League team back then. Yeah. That was interleague. But Christian you, know, Javier. you had Christian Javier's last year where he one-hit him in one game and no-hit him in another. Mm-mm. Both very memorable. You have the Altuve home run before the All-Star break. You have the 17, um, uh, the, the whole 17 series, which was great. The Lance McCullers multiple curveball game in the clincher. You've got the 19 home run against, and these are just all iconic. It's not a rivalry if you're always the hammer and they're the nail. Right. Well, that's yeah. A, that's the Red Sox, great. at least, it's a rivalry because they actually beat you. No, it's a rivalry because they just because, it doesn't make it not a they rivalry. They cheated, but they beat you. Everton and Liverpool it's is a rivalry. A, no, you're in the same city. It doesn't really make it a rivalry. They, you're, the, you're the nail, they're it's the hammer. It's a Darby Dell, we're the nail. I don't know yes, why you we're the nail. We're the Yankees. What about what about ever since the Yankees? Everyone says that. What about the dew point? Let's get back. You to can't the do point. that, or we're dew pointing all of your golf talk. Oh, he makes a point. No, you talk about that Ryder Cup. Po- no, teams. Everton talk more At relevant least than Ryder golf Cup. is in America. Not all the time. Not Mo- the Ryder Cup. What are you talking about? Live. It's going to Rome, which you is cheer, even better. You Why cheer for Rome? blood money. They're playing in Italy, Dell. That's oh, not America. Boo. With all the great Italian history and golf. Yeah, that's not exactly in America who? then. Francesco Why do we care? Molinari. Why do we care then if we're in Italy? It's we not can- an American sport. You just said yeah, it's got to be American. You know how many Italian Americans there are? It's got to be an American. You know how many English Americans there are? Way it's, more than Italians. It, they moved here. You know. You ever heard of a tea party with the Italians? No, it's a cannoli. Italy party. means a lot more to America than does certainly it? Germany does. No, he didn't, all he Germany didn't. means is death. Absolutely what about wrong. Oppen- was Oppenheimer German? Yeah. Well, he exactly. Oppenheimer he was German, Italian. right? Oppenheimer was what? Was he German? Was Oppenheimer German? Mm, no, no, he was Jewish. He was Jewish. Was he German? Jew? No, I don't know. Was he a German? Was he a German? No, I don't think he so. He might have. Mm, no, I don't know. You didn't see Dell and I were talking about the. John wasn't introduced. You didn't mention well, he was the, America. He was America. Yeah, but did he? His did parents? he come over? Yeah, I don't. You didn't tell John about the uh, Bradley Cooper thing, did you? Or is it? Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Does John know about the big Bradley Cooper brouhaha you were showing me? Oh, I mean that that takes some uh tact and some nuance not one int- introduces to john yeah. oh is that's it? a good point yeah don't do it after the show so i tact and nuance no yeah, I, that's all no, i am it's tact no, and nuance no, no that's true. a good point so and he's been especially reckless yeah, lately this week has been ridiculous yeah. now so oppenheimer studied in germany yeah but he was born in this country yeah he's america yeah yeah. But that, but still, back to hey, golf. It's what does that have to do Who with cares? the Italians? And how many great Wait, why are Italian we Americans Italians? are there? It's a guy. Why are we how talking many? about Italian? Al Capone. How did the Al Italians Capone. get into yeah. this conversation? What are you talking about? We're talking about rivalries with the Red Sox. Because I don't know. You brought up Everton and Liverpool. Because I mentioned you can have a rival and not be good. The Yankees aren't the. And the Yankees rival. aren't good, but the Yankees are a bigger rival for They're us. Not a rival. It's really simple. Ask any Astros fan who they care about playing more. Ask any Yankee. I would. I would tell you that the Yankees. I don't know. I can't speak for the Yankees because Yankees Red Sox runs deep and it's geographical. But right now we are their absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean they. It's great to hear Yankees fans like we just can't beat them. Okay, sports talk host. Listen, Michael K tried to say something, and then who is it? The other host go. The Astros can't be. It's been a disgrace with the Yankees. It's not been a disgrace. Yeah. We were winning. He goes. They can't beat the Astros. We got to the ALCS. We can't beat the and Astros. And you got swept. And you got swept. <laughs> we got swept. That's not good. That's not it's good. It's the ALCS. 
Oh, is that your standard now? Getting swept in the ALCS? It was. It was a good. That was a good one. Eight fifty eight ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. You know what else is a good one? Artisan Grange. You know what else? Artisan Grange is nine seven five dip. And dip, dipping is gross. Dipping is dangerous. Dipping is is something that you know is not attractive to the opposite sex. He, I, he ask one girl. Ask one woman. Hey, what's how much do you love when he dips? And every single one will go gross. It's gross. It's all over the place. It's in. You can't. There's no kissing with. It's all gross. It's gross. Now you use nine seven five dip dot com. It's a different story. There's no tobacco. There's no nicotine. It's not sloppy. You can actually you can put it between your cheek and gum. People won't even know it's there. You and you just you swallow because it's CBD oil and it's got a, a healing value to it as opposed to the dangerous value that you get with dipping. So you'll still get the same sensation. You'll still get the same taste because there's all kinds of great flavors: citrus, dark fired, uh, whatever it is. They've got everything and mint, everything that you could possibly want. So if you're looking for a great way to get out of that dip, hemp in a hemp made a pouch with CBD. It's got such a great deal with the CBD that CBD American Shaman has said we want to carry it as well. They are carrying it at select uh, Houston locations for CBD American Shaman, but you can get it all right now at 975dip.com. That's 975dip.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown as the Spurs beat the Heat 